What's up, y'all? This is Derek. Hindsight. Got Brandon here. Jeff from Jeff vs. the World podcast. Um, every so often, we run into a movie that I didn't choose or that I may not know a lot about because it may be my first, second time viewing it. We both have movies on these lists that we want to watch again. Um, and when that happens, I, I cede the microphone to my uh, partner in crime, Brandon. Uh, today, we're doing that. Uh, for a couple reasons. One, because I've only seen this movie once. Uh, one, because this is one of Brandon's religious moment movies. Like he's he's literally a zealot about this movie, as far as I as far as I can tell you. And three, because if I wasn't one to talk about this movie, yeah. So with that said, welcome to hindsight. We're gonna be talking vampire in Brooklyn. Brandon, take it away. We're Brooklyn, we're Brooklyn, we're Brooklyn, we're Brooklyn. We're going to do it like this. That's how you're ready. Check it. I got seven back 11s, about eight, 38, nine, nine, 10, Mac 10. The shit's never hit. You can't touch my riches. Even if you had MC Hammer and the 357 bitches. Biggie Small, the millionaire, the mansion, the yacht, the two weak spots, the two hot blocks. That's how I got the weed spot. I shot Dredd in the head, took the bread and the lamb spread. Little Daddy got the that's shot right, the that's right. Don't resist while you are here. The vampire Brooklyn. Rashani just gave you a fake, um, a fake intro to the show because he see deep down he loved it, um, and he even got his lovely wife Nisha to watch it, and I'm sure she loved it too because she's brilliant. Um, but before we get into this movie. Uh, I got to introduce y'all to my man, Jeff, from the Jeff First the World podcast. What's good, Jeff? What's going on, everybody? Thank you for being here. Uh, Jeff, uh, one of his shows on his podcast is called Hood Classics. It's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Jeff and Shaheed go back and uh, rewatch videos from our past, uh, Hood Classics, to set, so to say, uh, and talk about them and recap them and think how things can be different and all that very similar to this show um so jeff i sent you a list of movies and immediately you picked vampire in brooklyn which made me proud uh why why why'd you choose this film uh, to come on the show for i chose that movie because i wanted to see was it still as bad as it was the first time i saw it oh come yes. on yes you thought you had a friend oh i'm so happy I'm so happy. And with oh older eyes, it's worse. Oh my God. These are real tears, people. I suffered so much watching this bullshit. Now, I didn't know. <laughs> that being said, I did have a good time watching it, though, but That's it's right. not a good movie. I literally tried to go to sleep on this movie and couldn't, and I was so mad at myself. Oh, I never said this was a good movie. I said this movie I enjoyed burns. Fuck out of this movie. <laughs> this movie I burns enjoy like this acid. Movie. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's a... accent changes fifty times. That's right. That's right. You'll you'll learn to love it. You'll learn to love it the more time. Oh you watch. my goodness! This, this is a West Craven from film. T'Challa to to the nigga from he he changed from T'Challa to a Negro Montoya in like five minutes. I didn't. Blackula. This nigga was so serious when he said shit Shut like this. Fucking mouth. Shut up. Hey man, can't do that shit. Man. I'm driving, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Shit, folks. I'm driving. <laughs> Damn it. Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> God damn it. That was oh, that was an interesting that was an interesting accent right there. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, <laughs> it's so, so much it, wrong. So many things are wrong with this movie, and that's <laughs> maybe on the top of the list. Jeff, I want to apologize to you because I thought you liked this movie, and I was judging you. I swear to God, I was judging you, and I oh, like God. you. And I'm so first of all, thank you so much for for your support on the show and 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 just interacting with us on Twitter. I really do appreciate it. I dig that. But I was like, I, I, I know I can't be the only person who thinks this movie is horrible. I know I can't. So, okay. 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 We're back on track now. Go ahead, Brandon. Whew. This is a Wes Craven film. Uh, you know, Wes Craven, who has done other films such as, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, you know. Shocker. People under the stairs. Let's not act like they were all good. Shocker. People under the stairs in the vampire <laughs> in fucking Brooklyn. Come on now. <laughs> so you know, you know, he, you know, he did, you know, he, he did his thing. Scream. He did. He did a scream two, scream three, scream four. Look at that. You know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? Honestly, this is Wes Craven's one attempt at having a black horror film, and he just fucked it all up. He well, never had another was... black lead who didn't live more than three minutes in this movie I, because of Eddie. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think with this movie, there was too many cooks in the kitchen. There were. Uh, it absolutely... <laughs> everybody had a voice and everybody got their shit in. Everybody got their shit yeah, in. Yeah, this was a Young Bucks match. But yeah, not good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Wes Craven walked away from this movie and decided to start killing niggas on the toilet going forward. <laughs> so, Jeff, one of the things we do to start off is we ask every our guests, what did they think about this film when they first saw? Wait, well, first of all, when did you first see this film, and what did you think about it then? This was '95, right? Mm-hmm. I want to say I saw it when it got to like. I didn't see when it initially came out, but in, uh, when I was living in Virginia, they had them, you know, when movies stay out for a long time, they sent them to the dollar movies. And I knew that's when I went to go see it. Yeah. And it was a bunch of us that went to go see it. And I remember we were laughing, but we weren't laughing because it was good. We just, you no, know, at that point, we were like teenagers, young teenagers. So it was just funny to us. And I think when I got in my 20s, I might have saw it again. And I was just like, oh man, this is bad. And then watched it now. I'm like, Oh, this was really bad. And they had a phenomenal cast and it was right? just all fucked up. How do you like, take all the stuff to make a great beef Wellington and just ruin the plate? Like you had Angela Bassett and you had John Witherspoon and you had Alan Payne and do and and and, and 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 cut that out. And Kadeem Hardison and Eddie Murphy. And you just you just threw it all away. Like yeah. you literally had them on the you had them on the stove simmering at the beginning, and then you immediately fell asleep and burned up five thousand dollars worth of food. Shout out to um Eddie Murphy Productions because he always he made sure he has black folks in this movie. That's one thing. True. And I think it was a, another thing that I think played a fact into it is this was his, he wanted to do the Nutty Professor movie. So this is his last movie with Paramount. He just wanted to, you know, okay, let's get this out so I can go do what I really want to do. Now, I'm not saying he didn't have a passion for this, but 
I just think he just wanted to get his shit off in this movie. And it was cool. Like Eddie Murphy playing a vampire. You're like, okay, okay. Eddie Murphy's going to be in a, a position where we're not going to be able to laugh at him. He's going to be a villain. And you had everything around him. It's like Kadeem Hardison was the comedy. Uh, Witherspoon was the comedy. So you had, you didn't need Eddie going into the preacher, the preacher thing and his little one-liners. But I guess he just felt like, nah, I got to get my stuff off. So, I mean, it was what it was, but I just think a lot of people were doing a lot of different things. Like, I think Angela Bassett played it the best. She was like the MVP because she pretty much carried the movie just because her, you know, her character was. Well, she took it serious. Yeah, she took it very <laughs> she, serious. I don't know why she took it so serious. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I think I read that uh, Charlie Murphy said this movie was supposed to be a straight horror movie. No comedy. So I guess, you know, once you get a lot of people talking and want to you know, change things, it turned into something else. Well, he wrote the original screenplay. Yeah, he said it was, supposed to, yeah, it was supposed to be just so a horror. That makes sense. I'm just saying, once Angela Bassett saw her makeup, she should have known this was a comedy. Ooh. I ain't never seen her look so white in a movie. She looked dead already and didn't even know it. Because um, she's a vampire. <laughs> vampire. Oh my goodness. Rashani, when's the first time you saw this film? Today or 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 two days ago. And how Sunday, much did you love it? Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. How how much did I like it? Yes. How much did you love it? So what I want you to do is close your eyes, open up your mouth as wide as it'll go. Listeners, y'all do this too. This is going to explain to you in a nutshell how much I like this movie. Close your eyes, open up your mouth as wide as it can go, like in your biggest yawn. Stick your tongue out. While you have your eyes closed and your tongue stuck out, close your mouth real fast with your tongue stuck out and then punch yourself in the dick. (laughs) That's how much I like this movie. Did you make Nisha watch it? Nisha sat there and watched it with me. And you know what? After about I drank half a bottle of uh, margarita, of 1800 margarita mix. Ooh. I was watching this shit. Ooh, I don't blame you. That didn't make it better? This, I, 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 like I said, I tried to fall asleep. I was trying. I thought it would be better if I was drunk. I thought it would be more coherent if I wasn't, but it wasn't. And there was shit that just happened in this movie that just, like, people wrote this. <laughs> I think that's the thing that gets me. People wrote this and 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 people the nigga picked in his teeth. His little ass regular size teeth. I'm not talking dolphin teeth like 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 P Diddy, but his regular ass teeth. He picked in his teeth with his pinky like a dirty ass person would and pulled out a rib tip Size piece of meat. <laughs> what was his one liner after that? I already had. I, I already had Italian. I already, I already had Italian. <laughs> the nigga pulls out a piece of chunked up watermelon. That was the size of it. It was like literally a a, a a piece of pork tenderloin. He pulled it out of his teeth and threw it, and that's when the movie died. There, the was John. Did John Witherspoon work? At that lighthouse? Yes. Yes. He's a watcher. Okay. He's a, and, and he's also. By the way, what type of family feud was they watching? Like, I have no idea. That was like WAP family feud. Like, did you see the outfits on the people <laughs> on that show? 
They allowed that shit on Family Feud. Uh, hey, times are different. <laughs> like this, what I want to do. But uh, all right, so I saw this film in the late '90s uh, because I used to hate horror movies, and somebody said. Oh, you hate horror movies? You should watch this Vampire in Brooklyn movie. You'll like that one. You won't be too scared of it. And I watched the film, and I said, this is ridiculous, and I love it, because I enjoy ridiculousness. Because I say this all the time, uh, when Rashani and I used to review films, and then before that, when I used to write my reviews, uh, when I started being a critic the first time, uh, there's there's many types of films, right? There's good films, there's bad films, and then there's films that you like that aren't good, right? right. And a lot of people get those things confused. They think, oh, I like this film. This must be a good film. Like, this must be a really good film. Well, this is a, I don't like this film, so it must be a bad film. Like, I don't like Logan, but I know it's not a bad film. Um, and this is the opposite of that. I know this is a terrible film, oh, so but I really enjoy it because I love the ridiculousness of it. And everybody sells out. They go... They don't take it seriously, but everybody hams it up. And I love seeing people ham it up. Eddie Murphy was hamming it up. Hold on, like hold on, you watch Different World and then watch Kadeem in here. He's hamming it up. Oh, he's having a great time. He's having yes. a great time. I got beef. How you like movies where you know everybody's hamming it up, but you don't fuck with Bowfinger? I said Bowfinger's okay. Bowfinger is literally a movie about people who know how to act, acting like they can't act on purpose. You're the one who was like, "Oh, we can't make a Steve Martin movie," so you That's just Steve Martin the is not. Let's not. Steve Martin can't make good movies to save his life. But Steve. Bowfinger was a was a surprise. Well, I Steve said Martin that. have me good good movies exactly. I don't know what I can think of right now is Three Amigos and Roxanne, but I and mean, those are good movies. Yeah, and The Jerk. That was, the jerk. Those, those are probably the top three for me. And Bowfinger. And Bowfinger, that's four. I have that's four. five. You know, Otherwise, four good movies. I only seen Bowfinger once, so I don't really remember it like I should. Hey, when that nigga ran across the freeway talking about, that's oh my God, oh my God. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I remember about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, so this movie, look, it starts off just bad with the um with John Witherspoon uh and Kadeem watching Wet Ass Pussy uh, pr- uh Family Feud and a boat literally crashes through the the dock. No, 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 no. You're underselling this. The boat completely destroys the boat's like the juggernaut. Like once it got started, it, nothing can stop it. And it's just running through piers, running through other boats, just nonstop towards this fucking lighthouse. And then it crashes through the lighthouse and just happens to stop right before it runs over Kadeem Harrison and John Witherspoon, which was which was fantastic, if we're gonna be honest. Like we're being honest, that's that was fantastic. Before being honest, you don't want me to be honest yet. I'm gonna be honest later on about this whole movie. But honestly, this like when that happened, I would have just went home. So then, uh, Julius doesn't it, work. Julius doesn't work there, and he was literally like, "You know what? I'll holler at you later." John Witherspoon should have been like, "I'm gonna go home too." Why did he go oh. search on that boat? That's not something. Ahoy, like motherfucker! Is, right, <laughs> ahoy, motherfucker! What what the hell is a sixty five year old man gonna do on a boat that just crashed? <laughs> what, what you gonna do? Are are you are you Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, what's your plan here? Ahoy, motherfucker! Like, what? <laughs> 
Have any of you ever seen a movie or TV show where John Witherspoon didn't play John Witherspoon? No, no. but like he always plays John Witherspoon, which is great. I'm just saying, I would love, to, I would love to see some like independent film he did Wait. where he's just like not playing John Witherspoon. I have. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, it's a black sportation movie. He's in it and he's not doing his you know his little thing. He's playing like a regular dude. It's a little small scene. I had to remember what it is, but it's an old black sportation movie. I just want to let the listeners know. I know we do a lot of evergreen content, but I'm going to let you know that going forward, I do plan on striving to start every episode by saying "Ahoy, motherfuckers." <laughs> um, I think it's important and it needs to be said. So. There we go. I'm also going to say it at work instead of hello to people. They're going to be like, hi, Derek. And I'm going to be like, ahoy, motherfucker. By the way, I went on John Witherspoon's IMBD. This nigga was on the Incredible Hulk TV show. <laughs> I have to see that episode. <laughs> oh, he what probably. the fuck was he playing on that shit? <laughs> oh. oh, man. I have to see that shit. He was on Hill Street Blues. Like, what? What was John Witherspoon doing back then? I got to see these acting jobs. Whatever he uh, could. Black actors in the 80s and 90s, whatever he could, man. That's a good point. So um, John, John Witherspoon searching his boat, right? And all you see is these fucking dead people in this boat. And at this point, you, I'm like, yo, get the fuck off this boat. Like, please, get, get off this boat. You see Eddie Murphy dip off in the shadow. Oh, well, he jumped down and he turned himself to a, a werewolf or some Ow. shit. Ow. <laughs> Ow. No, we ain't, gonna, we, ain't, we ain't gonna slide past this because I just noticed this. I don't know why. I was like, this is always happening? This motherfucker a vampire, but he a wolf too? Niggas who watch Twilight lost their goddamn mind. He, he's, he, he got vampire powers. Okay. He's okay. Let's see. He's a mutant because he has other powers too. Exactly. He's just a he oh, no, no. Oh, you know, at the end, it's that mood ring. He should have turned into a bat. Okay. Well, I, did I, he, he even turn to a bat at any point in this film? No, no, he didn't. No, no, he, he did, didn't. but he did flap his coat and act like he was flying. Well, he right. was hey, coat. Hey, and and oh man, what was it? That was on. That was on a uh, Hollywood Shuffle. When that nigga started flapping his coat, I couldn't help it. I started saying "Batty, Batty, Batty," <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> That's all I could think of was that nigga <laughs> off of Hollywood Shuffle when he played a vampire. I was like, oh, God, I hate this movie. I started So then these Italian movies. dudes rolled up on Kadeem Hardison mm-hmm. and they they want their money. And he like, you know, I, I pay you, but I don't got this money. And they like, well, time's up, motherfucker. Eddie Murphy shows up he talking shit. They're like, oh, you think you big shit? Fuck you. They shoot his ass. He falls into some smoke. I'm like, where the smoke come from? Like, no. is he, how does he make the smoke? They about they get ready to kill Kadeem. Eddie Murphy pop back up, does a fucking Mortal Kombat fatality, pulls this nigga heart out of his chest. You're underselling <laughs> this by a lot, good buddy. Yeah, um, you not even give me. First of all, first of all, the niggas. Most people in a vampire movie or in a horror movie to show that they're indestructible. When they get injured, it shows their bullet wounds or whatever it may be closing back up. This nigga's shirt healed itself. <laughs> his whole shirt, like the whole right. his black shirt, went back to normal. Then, not before that happened, this nigga rose back up like straight leg. Like he was coming out of a coffin. Like, like people were pushing, like he had stage dove and somebody pushed him back up on stage. He just... 
Jesus Christ rose back up straight leg and then started healing. And then he started talking shit about how uh, he's been, uh, let me see, stabbed, cooked, impaled, set on fire. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Somebody that touched his booty, but he's never been shot until now. This nigga just want people to know he's a vampire. So hold on, hold on. I don't know if it's so was he just secret. sleeping for like the last 500 years? So he never been shot? Yeah, because he said he got chased away from his homeland. So I'm like, mm, what are you doing? Just throwing like javelins so, at you? So let me ask you a question, Rashad. You're the senior member of this podcast. Is is there some is there some literature on black vampires in real life? Like what gave Eddie Murphy this idea to say like these black vampires were left uh Africa and went to the Caribbean islands? Like, is this real? Um, you already said it. What gave him the right to say shit like this? Because there is no history on this. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> Which is again why he said he was from the Caribbean, but his accent was Latin and changed like 15 nine times in the midst of this one movie. Man, this movie, you can't try and make logic out of this. It's, it's like trying to make a sandwich out of soup. It doesn't work. A sandwich out of soup. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, he took his heart out, by the way. So, Jeff, you're a big Mortal Kombat fan. Where do you, where do you rate this, uh, this heart rip on the, on the scale of fatalities? Uh, uh, it was fine. Didn't I mean, for that, for that time, for 95... Hold on, wasn't this the same year Mortal Kombat came out? Was it? I believe so. 95? I think it was 95. Yeah, so I mean, it was fine. See, they could have done a fatality on the movie. It was fine. It's just, you know, the way Eddie was playing it there, if he would have played the whole movie like this, even with the accent, it would have been fine. But he didn't. It changed. Mm -hmm. It's like, he was, I don't know. I don't know. It was just, Wes Craven must have just wanted a paycheck or... I know it's been said that he asked Eddie to play the uh, role more vulnerable, and Eddie just ignored him. So you get what I'm saying? It's just like <laughs> people do the fuck what they want to do. <laughs> Eddie was out there just free willing it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame him. He's fucking Eddie Murphy, so I'm, he's probably like, whatever, okay. It, once they rolling that film, it's like, uh, whatever. I'm not asking for no more money. Whatever he doing, he doing. This movie was the equivalent of watching Kobe Bryant uh, airball those three-pointers in the jazz game. Like, you know he could have made those shots in different circumstances, but this just wasn't his day. Eddie thought he was doing the right thing in this movie. That nigga airballed like 19 times in this Like I said, I I just don't know. You know, I wish I would have found more about their relationship, him as a relationship with Paramount because... Like I said, once he was done with this movie, he had no more ties to Paramount. So I don't know. He was just like, I don't give a fuck what I do. Let's just get this shit out or what? That's exactly what happened. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Jerome. He was just like, I don't give a fuck about y'all. I don't give a fuck about this. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Fuck you. (laughs) Period. So then we find out that Eddie Murphy is looking for Angela Blade Bassett, Mm -hmm. who's a uh, half- Half vampire. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go into that, we ain't just gonna you ain't just gonna synopsis your way out of this shit. While Eddie Murphy runs up on Kadeem Hardison and runs up on these Italian guys and rips them apart. First of all, how the fuck did he find Kadeem Hardison? Kadeem took off before uh Mr. He's a vampire. Got on, before he even got does that explain anything? 
He's also a he didn't wolf. turn to a he didn't turn to a bat, so he can't use a sonar. Why is he looking specifically for Kadeem Hardison? Did anybody mm-hmm. talk about that? Like he finds him in the middle he of actually, nowhere. He actually he he gave us the answer, but it didn't make sense. I've been watching. He said, "I've been watching you. You lie. You steal. You cheat." Yeah, I got you know, I, yeah, I you know I can use you and, for a ghoul. And this nigga also, while we're while you're trying to you, talk about him ripping the heart out, you're talking about it from a Mortal Kombat standpoint. This nigga said as he ripped Anthony's heart out, <laughs> next time put a little heart into it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I can just see them in the writer's room and somebody coming over that line and they just start high-fiving each other. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> That's it. We got he one. Said, you don't and, understand. And the part where Witherspoon said Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Jojo, my nigga. He's, he's you don't understand. Jeff's gonna stop coming on shows that I'm on because the last time I had him on my show, I had made him watch Steel. Oh, okay. oh God. And still and Steel had a thousand lines like that. <laughs> Just that like a, that. That was a that was a bad day. <laughs> I can I can I can see that. Already, oh, maybe man. we get you to watch still on. on but here's journey. the thing: the other thing I was gonna say on top of the, uh, you need to put some heart into it as he takes the heart out, um, is that Kadeem Hardison, while while Eddie Murphy is brutally murdering these two Italian guys, he doesn't look scared. He doesn't run. He just looks fucking mesmerized. Could he just saved his life? Did he though? There's a difference between saving somebody's life and watching them rip somebody's heart out with their hand. If my brother comes and rips somebody's heart out with their hand, I'm not going to stand there and congratulate him. I'm going to be like, all right, nigga, you possessed. We're going to talk about this at church, okay? We, we, we ain't going to talk about this right now in a dark alley where nobody's at, where you literally just killed two motherfuckers and then picked a piece of fucking teriyaki pork out your teeth while making bad jokes and the, your, your teeth are getting longer and longer, dog. I'm not here for that. So so then Detective uh, wait, Rita. Wait a minute. You you're just, jumping past too many things. And we're going to do it. Let's do it right. Yes. We're not going to talk about him changing uh, Kadeem Hardison? By putting, oh, yeah. Not even by biting Kadeem Hardison, but just by putting, Put three drops of, putting three drops of blood on his tongue. Woo! <laughs> That's how you make a ghoul. Oh my God! No, Let me tell you something. no. From what I've always read, and this is one thing that I've actually read in other vampire books, the way that you make a ghoul is by sucking their blood, but not to the point of death. You don't well, offer your own blood to somebody. Like hey, he said later in the movie that he's a master vampire, so he got other ways. I'm a master yeah, baiter. I have other ways. People don't want to see that shit. Stick to what you know. Don't go chasing waterfalls, you son of a bitch. <laughs> He, he he did seem a little bit um of a high class vampire the way he mm-hmm. talked he about was, he was bougie he was yeah, a bougie yeah. <laughs> he seemed a little like above above other vampires and i'm not going to say i'm not, i'm not judging his technique i'm just saying if he did it the way other vampires did it maybe julius's body would have lasted longer than like fucking two Ooh, weeks let's talk about that because so, that right. ghoul thing was like an overnight Changed. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so started looking just, real ashy. <laughs> Jeff just called Eddie Murphy the Phaedra Parks of Vampires. Uh, that's just, mm. oh my, I can't my believe problems. you went there. But 
you, you know what? But here's the thing. Somehow he Kadeem was making that ghoul shit work. People weren't even like, yo, why is your face fucked up? I just want to say this is a direct. Off? I just want to say this is a direct quote of what I what I put on my live tweet because you and I both do live tweets about these movies before they come out. So if y'all ever want to check out what we say about these movies that we don't get to say to each other during this uh, show, just type in the name of the movie in a hashtag and you'll usually find it. Uh, what I said was this nigga is picking at his teeth with his pinky nail and spits out a piece of tongue, I think. Whatever it was, it was brief and bad and it came with a horrible pun and was indicative of this movie. I want to fight Brandon. <laughs> oh my God. You're missing all the greatness. You're missing all the greatness. Look, you cannot put me in front of burnt spaghetti and be like, you're missing all the greatness. You know what? I'm not even mad the way that you're treating this movie because the way you are about this movie is the way I am about the room. And my wife gets upset every time I watch that movie. <laughs> this nigga's so gleeful about it. You know what? Real talk. This is saying, I feel you because we all have that movie where we're just like, you don't get it. And this right. is bad, but it's so bad, it's good. Yes. You're treating yeah. this like how I treat the X Men movies. Mm-hmm. How I treat the X Men movies. Yes. They, they and are. you're treating this the way that I treat, or I'm treating this the way you treated Menace to Society. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That pissed me off. <laughs> Which well, who likes Minister? Oh, wait a minute, who likes Minister Society? Alley style, baby. <laughs> ah, he said, "Wow!" Like he just saw somebody eat a whole snake. Wow, man, man, is it, don't get me started on that. That's yeah, it's, it's a lot to pack with that. Okay, that so this worst. nigga's accent came and went throughout the movie. Um, I also like how okay, you were talking about Rita. Go ahead, because the next thing, yeah, no, it wasn't. So then, yeah, detective, then detective Rita Vader and detective Dead Mike show up at the boat. Detective Dead Mike, (laughs) yo, yo, he's dead like every movie. No, 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 because you were kidding me. I legit was getting angry every time I saw you put Dead Mike. That's who he is. What you mean? He is Detective Justice. Detective Dead Mike. Detective Justice is bad too, though. Be honest. So so cliche. Justice. I know know that this nigga, whenever he solved the case, he said in his head, strike up another one for justice. Justice. Just call him G Money Wells. Another one in the books for justice. He could be G Money. He could be. what was that TV show he was? House of Pain, Mr. Pain. But oh. he's dead Mike to me. He's always dead Mike to me. And he, they roll up play. to this fucking boat. <laughs> yep. They roll up to this fucking boat. And they already treating uh Angela Bassett like shit. They're like, yo, you know her mama was crazy and just died, right? Yeah, where the fuck did you know that what, why 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 <laughs> yeah, that was why, weird? Why, Chief? You know, I didn't even get that. And Dan Mike's like, yo, that's yeah, she's trying. She's trying. Let, give her some time. She's trying. She's a good cop. And Chief was like, all right, all right, dude. If you say Chief, so. Why are you talking shit? Like, we just got here, Chief. Like, yeah, what like what she do to you. She took your man or something? What's going what? on? Chief, is it because she looked better as both a black woman and a white woman? Because that makeup, y'all, we really gotta talk about how caked on that makeup was on Angela Bassett and I mean. It was as caked up as much as it was for Eddie Murphy, <laughs> much as Eddie Murphy makeup was. Hey, she looked like a Wait. Like the lady version of Guido. Before we go any further, <laughs> we got to talk about that permed out bullet Eddie had. Because- <laughs> yo, yo, so I'm glad you mentioned that because let me see. I know I tweeted about that shit. I said that nigga's hair 
Oh, Eddie Murphy has a busted ass accent and everybody should know that. Also, he has a wig straight from a PS2 wrestling game. <laughs> Ooh, that's what it was too. <laughs> it is like a PS2 wrestling game. <laughs> <That's dead. laughs> that nigga had a SmackDown versus Raw haircut. <laughs> Oh shit! That, but listen, he he was wearing it though. He was wearing it, and he had the goatee. Don't forget the goatee. I mean, I was fine. It was just uh, I don't know. It, that shit was just funny looking at I'm, him sometimes. I'm just saying, this was the progressive next step after he was Marcus Graham, dudes. Like, let's be serious. He still had that Marcus Graham vibe with a fucking mullet on. It. That's why I like. Nah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he still had that swag going. So they on this boat, right? Yeah, wait, I'm not done yet. You still yeah, talking I'm, about his damn hair? I'm not done yet. This okay, nigga okay. had Marcus Graham swag with a king from Zamunda's accent <laughs> <laughs> with a PS2 haircut. And that's this whole movie in a nutshell. Okay, go. That's not like a great movie, actually. You, you see, it's like, remember when... Uh, Fan, you remember Fast and Furious was doing all this crazy shit, and I remember I was doing a review. I don't remember it was Fast, whatever, too fast ago, and I was like, "Yo, they doing some crazy shit. Yo, they gonna go to space one day. It's gonna be Fast and Furious and fucking space." And then, like a month ago, I see a Hollywood Reporter thing shit come out, and it's like the next Fast movie. They're going to space, and because it's so ridiculous, that is great. That's how you gotta look at this. It's so I ridiculous. Just love the that fact great. that you said two fasts ago. Like you're absolutely right. There's I don't know the names. You know I don't know the fucking number. You, it's like three you, fasts back. You're really uh, champion this movie, and I'm gonna let you rock out tonight. I'm gonna let you have it. I That's am right. not. I have to get mine in. You go ahead, but you will get <laughs> shot in the back every so often, and just know it was me. <laughs> now this is what I want to know. She on this fucking boat. This nigga shows up, starts talking to her. She don't think this nigga look funny. Like, <laughs> who dressed? Like, I know this is Brooklyn in 1995, but niggas wasn't dressing like that in, 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 with that hair in 1995. Like, I'd be like, yo, you are a suspect just how you look. Okay. He just, he just, good, Jeff. Um, no, I was just going to say, I think <sighs> I get exactly what you're saying. Nobody said anything. Like, why the fuck you got on these clothes? And then what the fuck is wrong with your hair? Even if they didn't know he was a vampire because he was in Brooklyn and somebody's going to say something. Believe me, I know somebody going to say something. <laughs> so it's like, really? They just letting him float like that? And the said something when he had a tail thing. in his hair and, 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 and coming to America. You don't think they're going to say something about a black man with a mullet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> and on top of that, I wanted to, I, well, y'all probably will. Brandon, you might watch it again. I know I'm not gonna watch this again. I'm never watching this shit again, man. I, I, you have I'm to so appreciate Brandon made me buy this shit. I, I don't know if this was Eddie. I don't know whose ego this was. I don't know why they did it. But notice when he is um uh Maximilian, he's tall, and I think he's wearing heels or something. <laughs> but when he turns into the Italian dude. He he's his regular size short because Angel Bass is really taller than him when they you know when they get later on and he's doing that little scene when he changes back and when he kills the Italian dude and changes into him and stick up the other Italians, mm-hmm. he's short. I was like, huh, that's interesting. I mean, I get why they did did it. They wanted to, you know, they want him to look powerful and domineering, I guess, but yeah, 
I was like, oh, he wearing heels. Y'all were talking about how uh, we were talking about how nobody would notice him with that hair and think he's a suspect. And a little bit later on in the movie, in this same scene around the boat, um, the cop comes walking up with his dog and says, killer, you know, he's talking about his dog killer. (laughs) And he's like, killer hasn't bitten anybody in a while or something like that. And Eddie, fuck it, you know what? Where's your coffin at? Coffin is on the boat. On the boat? Shit, we can't get it now. Look at all these cops out here. I'm allergic to cops. And you pay for it. You people better kick back. Killer loves to fight. And so do I. <laughs> this nigga says, he says, Killer loves to bite. First of all, the cop says, You people. Oh, that's I'm the like person that thing. got me. Second mm-hmm. thing, he said, Killer loves to bite. Eddie Murphy said, Me too, and says, Jump. Sparks fly out from underneath Killer. Oh, yeah, he- I had this. This is what I was going to next. I, this is exactly what I was going to next. Nobody noticed this dog shooting off like a fucking rocket ship. The cop is looking for his dog. Like, I don't know where Killer went. Nobody saw him land in the ocean. Like, nobody saw him in the harbor. Fuck that dog. <laughs> Real talk, but at the same time, it's like, okay, like, where do Sparks come from? Like, is it the dog flew straight leg, too? This is crazy. Okay, go ahead, bro. So Angela's on the boat. She gets down. She goes. She falls through some like I don't know if it's a trap door or a broken floor pad or something. But she falls down to this secret level, and it's a and, it's a, and she see a casket there, and she opened the casket. Now was that her mama in the casket that she saw? That part I was confused about. Who she see in the casket? Did anybody know? I thought she saw herself. Me too. Was it herself? That's what I thought. I was so confused about that. I was so confused about that. And by the way, Eddie Murphy's now on the boat by then. Dad Mike comes around the corner like two seconds later, 20 seconds later. They go back in there, the casket going. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. That's a movie, that's that's a movie scene trope, a horror movie trope that is since the beginning of time. When she came to him and said, there's a coffin, I turned and looked at my wife and said, that coffin is fucking gone. And they walked right back in there because bad movie rules mandate that if you tell somebody that something is there, it's going to disappear. Lieutenant Justice comes back. (laughs) Lieutenant Justice comes back with her and the coffin has disappeared. And she's like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. And this is right after the, the chief said her mom was in the nut house. That's right. Quick question. Good. Did y'all like G Money in this movie? No. No. Okay. I don't like him in anything except CB4. Really? What yeah. about in Jason's lyric? Oh, God, no. He I'm just something. kidding. I've, I've never actually seen all of Jason's lyric. Um, but, you know, it's a running joke in my family. Uh, apparently they show his ass and that's all that people needed back in the 90s to be like, Alan Payne is the next big thing. And I think, you know, I don't think that's where it was going. I think that's why he got this role. Well, I'm not going to say why he got the role, but I know they were trying to make him a thing in, in Hollywood mm-hmm. and it just never quite worked. TV just seemed more his thing. I mean, he was, I mean, he was fine on the Cosby show. Yeah. But He's he. I mean, I mean, G Money. I I thought he was a sucker in G Money. 
I hated him as G Money. We talked about that, but uh, CB4 is always my shit. So there's a and he has the and he has the I'm black y'all shit, which is still great. <laughs> That's still classic. Great. And I'm blinking black. black to black, black to black to black to black. That's right. Because <laughs> I'm black and I'm back. We'll get to that somewhere down the line. I just thought this movie he was. Useless. I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed like it seemed like they wanted somebody else for this role. It just I don't know. Something just felt off. Yeah. Eddie probably wanted also, Arsenio Hall. I would like to know <laughs> whose blood Angela Bassett sucked to look the same way she does 30 years Oh, wow. She years is later, 25 years later. I but she really know, hasn't aged at all. I want to know at what point in this movie did, she, did Eddie Murphy decide that he was going to change over to Arnold Schwarzenegger's accent? He did do... His, the best accent, though, was when he was doing... Uh, when he wasn't even Maximilian, it was the preacher accent. That shit was why was great. that scene? Why was that scene in the movie? Seriously. Why, why that? Because that scene happened so then he could say, "This is why we need to do the Nutty Professor." My wife was like, "This straight up Nutty Professor shit." This is yes, shit. that's what I said. It has no place in this movie. It like like that whole scene was just painful, and it it's long, over long. Yeah, it's like all right. We, I was like, okay. And it kept going. I was just like, "Oh my god, what is going on?" I think that's when I started like tune out of the tune out. I was just like, "Yeah, they need to get past this, or so I'm gonna just forward." That's the um, that's the Dave Chappelle scene for Nutty Professor, but much longer. It's we lost that moment where we uh, where we realized that a joke that we're telling just ain't landing, and common sense would make you walk away from that joke. Eddie, at this juncture, I want to say was past common sense. <laughs> I just think he he if I had to guess he he just probably probably everybody cracking up or laughing because he's Eddie Murphy. Oh no. I don't know if he had everybody cracking up off the uh uh what was it? Evil is good. Uh, I the humor <laughs> in that wasn't there. Like that sounded I, like I, something from you a, know. E- Evil is good. That's that's your whole joke. That's that's what you got here Eddie. Word. That's what we're bringing. I'm going to improvise <laughs> something. I'm gonna say evil is good. That's that, that's, that's exactly. They were just like we're rolling, just go. Right. That's exactly what it was. Because this the like literally this was Eddie Murphy. At no, the he's, that's what he said. We'll, we'll get to it later. But th- this is what he said. He said evil and necessary. They don't go together. That's like platinum stripes. <laughs> Uh, you're laughing so at this, ridiculous. but that don't make it funny. That's the thing. Like, oh, it's funny because it's terrible. Well, like, I don't know why you don't understand that. It's funny because it's terrible. That's why it's funny. Because, I mean, there's levels to the, to these bevels, and when you keep saying <laughs> it's terrible, I'm saying it's terrible. Like, there's nothing <laughs> redeemable about him standing up there in a clump outfit saying evil is good over and over again until the, did you see I'm how shocked, i'm shocked that nigga didn't fart at some point during that scene did you see how clay his face was <laughs> it looks so bad right <laughs> so jeff let me ask you a question so then they go back to uh so max and uh after that max and um uh and kadeem they go to uh his apartment right mm-hmm. and he's like and they're trying to get the shit up the stairs and this nigga gives John Witherspoon like some gold coins. Definitely Why the fuck point. does John Witherspoon sniff these coins? What does sniffing gold do? Is that an old man thing where they're like, 
oh, this is some real gold. It smell like gold. Like, what is this? No, that was uh, we keep the cameras are rolling. John Witherspoon, do your shit. And whatever he did, they just filmed. Exactly. I can't. That's I'm, I'm telling you with the comedians, I can tell that's what it was. We just gonna take the good stuff and go with it. And they thought that was funny. Cause I was like, it's nothing coins, but okay, work. <laughs> but it works for his character though, because it's John Witherspoon. Like, and what uh, is with Eddie Murphy going into these shitty ass apartments in New York and then making that shit fucking nice? It's the same shit that happened in uh, Coming to America with Doc. With Doc, I mean not Doctor Sebi. With Sebi. Oh God, I was about oh. to say Doctor Sebi. Doctor Sebi's in this film though. Uh, oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> he's definitely in this film. Uh, we'll get to that. So no, also nobody like this is the shit that pissed me off about this film. Oh, finally, I was about to say, how what, does what? nobody notice fucking Kadeem's body changing? His face color changes, his ear falls off. The nigga is, I was doing a trick. The nigga is cleaning <laughs> the car while what a man is playing in the background for some fucking reason, and his hand falls off. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> in front, in front of John Witherspoon, his hand falls off. While he's right there, and his and John don't say nothing, he don't see nothing. This whole movie is a bunch of see no evil, hear no evil, because don't nobody notice a fucking zombie walking down their street, and don't nobody notice a nigga with the mullet who keeps showing up where this officer is. But you know we can't believe her because she's a black woman whose mom was in the nut house. So mm, 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 mm. I think Kadeem's ghoul character was supposed to be not seen in the daytime so he can you know his little get up he had when he went to the police station or whatever looking like a fucking hobo i don't know what the fuck that shit was this motherfucker <laughs> eating cockroaches but anyway that's a whole totally different thing but it's just like i guess he's supposed to not be noticed but you look at him and like oh everybody should notice you 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 just all messed up in the game so i don't know it's the yeah. next big scene is they go to this uh Caribbean after hour spot. Uh, okay, I've been to a lot. So I used to be a club promoter, and then I've, I've been to a lot of after hour spots in a lot of different cities in this country. I've even been to Caribbean after hour spots. Like, they're kind of dope, uh, reggae after hour spots. This fucking shit. Why is there a, a fucking King Cobra not in a fucking cage? Oh, it was in the glass. It just punched the fuck through it. <laughs> it was it was, was in a container. Glass? It was in it was in a glass case. My wife and I watched that like three times to make sure it was in a case. It just punched the fuck out of it and just <laughs> just started slithering through. How does everybody not just take the fuck off? How does everybody I'm... not see a fucking ghoul walking down the street? <clears throat> oh yeah. Also, the ghoul was in. The, yeah, he was in there. Oh, by the way, Dad and Mike. And and Angela Bastick is supposed to be like real detectives, but you don't notice a fucking ghoul talking to you. Like he don't notice a, a nigga with no I, ear I talking mean, to you. No ear thing. I mean, at this point, he just like he has herpes. At this point, he just like a, <laughs> <laughs> so it 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 he just, he just looks bad. The game. You're like, damn man, you should have you know strapped. Now, up. He'd already <laughs> lost his ear and his hand. His hand. But he had a mannequin hand. He lost a hand. Yeah, damn it. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Did he get the mannequin hand? Yeah, yeah, the mannequin point? hand. Yeah. I feel so, like that's, I feel like that's later on because I remember Eddie was like, "Oh, you turned into a great ghoul. You getting resourceful." I felt like that was later on. Uh, 
thought that was the same scene because that was when Eddie went to talk to Angela for the first time to ask her for a dance. It might be, you know, that was on the same. Uh, scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about that dance. How did you say? Well, first of all, the snake fucking crawls up to Angela Bassett. Maximilian saves her from the snake. Some rando ass dude, I like to call them one liners. The guy who only had one line in the whole movie, his whole line was, I'm so sorry. I don't know how he got out. Wait, I didn't say that right. I didn't say that right. I didn't say that right. Let me let me get it one more time, Eddie. I'm so sorry. No, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry. No, that's not it. That's not it. One line. And then I'm he sure turns and about- Eddie turns to Rita and, and they're talking. And and she's like, How did you set me free? And he says, I set you free with a dance. Come. The fuck is this? Labyrinth? Like, that's like smooth. That's smooth. That's 1995 smooth. How the fuck right do you get married? If you think that's smooth, how'd you get married? What what lines work? I, I'll set you free with a dance, baby. <laughs> get the fuck <laughs> out of my face. <laughs> that is awesome straight up. For those of y'all who have listened to every episode, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Be sure to leave a review five stars. Um, we talked about how on coming to America, Akeem didn't realize just how fucking creepy he was by always smiling. If I'm Rita, <laughs> I would have fucking left right there. I set you free with a dance. Come. Oh, my God. Why, Dad, y'all got to be thinking about smiles that come to America. <laughs> Big ass ear to ear smiles. All the time. All the, All the time. time. That's what happened. Akeem went back to went back to Africa. Everybody got attacked by vampires. Lisa was murdered. <laughs> And he came back as Maximilian. Yeah. So um, then we get Dr. Sebi, I mean, Dr. Zeko, who <laughs> there's no way he's a, he's about as doctor as Umar is. There's no way that nigga's a doctor. No way. And I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, so you got some witchcraft shit going on. You got King Cobras on display. You got food and you got dancing. Like, what kind of establishment is this? How's the police not run through this in, in a black neighborhood? Because it's, it's just like the Carter in New Jack City. that They don't care. <laughs> and, but I did say Dr. Uh, Dr. Zeko is uh, better than Dr. Sebi. I listened to him first. I mean, you should. <laughs> that some- King Cobra fucked me up, though, because I'm terrified of snakes. Rashad is trying to get me to watch Anaconda. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking terrified. You of have sleep. to watch Anaconda, but J Lo's in it, bro. And J-Lo for the and simple Ice fact, Cube. for the simple fact, once you get to it's, get to a certain point, Anaconda, and it's just like this is nonsense. Did you just gotta watch it for the fun? <laughs> it is. It is. It's like I the snakes. The, the snakes. Just not, the snakes just look like toys. It wants to get well, no, man. We gotta watch. You. You. You definitely have to watch that. Also, he wants me to watch Snakes on the Plane. I've never saw it because I'm terrified of snakes. Even though I know it's a comedy. Either either one of them. Those are both just mwah. Those are my vampire in Brooklyn movies. Yeah, especially Anaconda, because John Voight. (laughs) John Voight just takes it. You you know what? I'm not surprised to find out that nigga's a Trump supporter. That's all I'm gonna say. Why the hell Anaconda? It made sense. But (laughs) you know, um, yeah, go ahead and get back to your little movie, Brandon. We're we're talking this. Let's talk about Nikki, who had absolutely no yes. role in this entire movie except to wow. be a fast-ass black woman and put Rita's information out on the street. And Nikki was sex positive in 1995. She was in full control 
of her sexual desires. Was she, she knew what she wanted? And I mean, she went after I mean, the the thing is, we call her sex positive, but literally, she tried to fuck justice. Justice was like, "No, thank you." She saw Maximilian walking up the street and hopped on him like Patrice giving Akeem a hand job and coming to America. Like, <laughs> you can come in my even, house. It took five seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> five seconds. Eye contact. Eye contact. How do we know he didn't put a spell on her? Because they oh, would have no, shown No, it. no, no spell. They're, no, they're, no, they're, no, they're no. not smart enough to, they, they would have, Wes Craven would have made sure you knew he put a spell on her if he had put a spell on her. They show that nigga's eyes changing colors enough for you to know if he's putting a spell yeah. on somebody. Also, why did Angela Bassett think it's a good idea to date your partner? Like, you, it's not even dating your somebody at your job. You dating your partner. That is and, never a good idea. Being and and, and not only partner. that, not only that, why they make Angela Bassett so insecure that they hear that she hears Nikki getting fucked and just assumes that it's justice and flies off the handle. I mean, she was just like talking big shit to him while she was right in front of her. If look, if Nikki has brought in Maximilian after five seconds on the street, (laughs) Rita should know that her friend (laughs) is sexually free and will go get anybody. Nikki was a nympho. That's 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 the clinical term for it. I mean, I've never seen somebody pick somebody up and literally that might have been less than five seconds because Justice was walking one way and Maximilian was walking up the next way. And it was like when you're trying to tag anybody. Patrice did the same shit. She gave Hakeem a hand job at yeah. the Knicks game, and then no, the next yeah, day exactly. she was fucking but, Sebi. I mean but, Semi. But First of all, she thought Simi had money. She knew something about Simi when she walked into the building and saw the cash, and she was like, that's what I'm after. That's what she's after. That's cool. Nikki had nothing. (laughs) She's fucking a nigga with a mullet and sharp-ass teeth. (laughs) Like, you're literally scraping the bottom of the barrel when you're looking at a nigga at, like, midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, out in the street in Brooklyn in 1995 with sharp-ass teeth, a duster, and fucking a mullet. She absolutely was comfortable with her sexuality. Let's just say that. (laughs) She was very comfortable. I'm not even saying that as a bad thing. I'm just saying that in the 90s, they weren't looking at it in the same way, and so that's why I'm like, how were they writing her up? Yeah, and and I think if this was done today, it would, that character either wouldn't be there or it will be, they'll have some type of arc. They'll have some type of story. It wouldn't just be just like that. Oh, she here for what, five minutes of the movie? Or if that- She's here to hit on Dead Mike to fuck uh, Eddie Murphy and then get killed. Mm-hmm. Right. And by the way, she's screaming loud as shit. And that don't sound like no sexual screams. You are a trained detective. You can't tell the difference between sexual screams and I'm dying screams. Well, she went outside to draw, but it the way they played it was like she could still hear screams as she was drawing, or either she was in a trance. Because I was like, how is she drawing this right now? Because I thought she said she dream she draws her nightmares, but she's up. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't understanding how that played out. And she, it seemed like she was drawn in anger because Nikki was getting fucked. 
Right. So she can draw whenever she wanted to. But they made it. The movie said, oh, when I, I can draw my nightmares. Yeah, that's what Nikki said when she was exposing game about Rita. Oh, no. Fuck this movie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> also, she was mad as shit that Justice was fucking. Um, oh, yeah. Nikki. She was heated. Very like overly like that's not your dude. That's your partner. Like. Is this is I, mean, I, I, this, a, I can't believe idea. I can't believe I'm saying this phrase twice in the span of a week. I never thought I'd be able to pull that off. Is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? Like, is this <laughs> supposed to be a horror movie or is this a black romance? That's because she got some real ass feelings about this dude that they never fully look into. They never say why she has feelings about him. They never say why he has feelings about her. You should never get that close to your partner as a as a anything. But there it is. And then they have this scene that literally in a rom-com will be that scene where they break up for no reason. You know, that inserted uh, conflict scene that nobody wants to see, but that happens in every <laughs> rom-com movie happens here. But this is a horror movie. So why is this here? Is it? And why the fuck did blood come out of the door, out of the keyhole? <laughs> I absolutely 100% believe that was Wes Craven saying, that's the shelf kiss. <laughs> and then on top of that, he writes a shitty ass letter talking about I I met the man of my dreams. I'm moving out <laughs> immediately. And by the way, what type of person is Nikki had to be for her to believe that shit? Like for her to find that shit credible. Yeah, so I, I, had a, <laughs> I think they were roommates. They weren't really friends. They seemed they like weren't. more like roommates. Yeah, she seemed like she was gone. Like like if Rita could have, she would have probably just moved out a long time ago but she mm -hmm. needed the money and i think that's why she was mad about that note and <laughs> eddie murphy really set it up like that like he was like she gonna be mad because she can't pay the rent no more i'm mad because i can't pay the rent no more like what the fuck yeah I, that's what it was like shit i gotta foot this up this thousand dollar man i ain't got that shit it's just some bullshit fuck fuck nikki meanwhile like look and if she thought it was and she if she thought justice was fucking her, her then all she had to say was did nikki move in with you yeah right instead of the next time she saw justice she's getting an attitude with him for no reason because yeah. of rom-com shit like mm -hmm. okay yeah she was mm -hmm. mad as shit at that nigga yeah. and he, he didn't have no idea what was going on they tried to play dead mike like he ain't know i'm like you can't tell this woman likes you this woman clearly oh. likes you because the next time they saw each other was the preacher thing, right? Yeah, yep. The yeah. next thing was at the church, and the preacher got fucked up by Eddie Murphy. And <laughs> at the you know band, what? The when other he was thing, smoking, did y'all notice? Like literally, preacher Polly, whatever. His voice that he used for preacher Polly was the same voice he used for the father in the clumps. Did y'all notice that shit? Yep. That was the same voice. Yeah. Okay, hold on, Brandon, because I, I thought you'd say that. Hold on. Preacher scene. Yep. There we go. Now, here you go, Brandon. Yeah, well, you know, when I was young, I used to paint only nature. Preacher Polly, Preacher Polly, come on now. Everybody's waiting. Well, I don't know if right oh, now. Go ahead, good, preacher. Go ahead. But right now, I'm talking to the young man. Yeah, guy. the Lord waits for no one. Well, now, come on, Lord. get your butt in here. Right now, not a good time. He's got no. a Nigga, you dress up like a preacher and then you get surprised when you got to walk into a church, you dumb son of a bitch. 
Did he say ass is good? Yes. yes. Did he say? <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how y'all got here. Ass is Eddie, good. Mur- Eddie Murphy clearly has a thing for black preachers. He has a dislike for them because he did that in uh, Coming to America in the yep. beauty contest scene. And that's the thing from doing these movies back to back to back. Other people would have forgotten that that happened in between the seven years of coming to America and this tripe came out because how many people are really going to watch this shit? Like, seriously. But we just saw it like last week. So we're like, this nigga. Yeah. Just hateful against preachers. Is it hateful or is it that he just can play them really well? He didn't play I mean, the first preacher. Fair, he played Arsenio. He Arsenio Hall played the preacher. He just yeah, wrote you're right. it. You're right. I'm gonna be honest though. My family is from the Eastern Shore of Virginia, and when I was little, I used to go to the Eastern Shore of Virginia, and my family was super into church. And I would go into church there when I come down in the summertime, and my family would be like, "Let me tell you about Pastor such and such. He's doing. He be doing this. And he be doing that. He got this kid. He got that kid. I go to another church. Let me tell you about this pastor." He doing this and he doing that. I'm like, these some of these these small church, some of these small church black pastors in small towns. But this nigga in Brooklyn, how are people not knowing about this nigga out back in his fucking van out in the open doing that shit? But uh, yeah, I thought that shit was kind of ridiculous. But I, you know, kind the of? church scene, the church scene was long, way but long. It was kind of funny. It, you, you got to admit, it was kind of funny. I think. I'll say when he's like, uh, he was like, God damn, that was funny. He said, we got to go outside. If they would have went outside and he would have went to the ass is good bit, I think you'd have been fine. But that stuff in between all that, I was just like, yeah, this is going on long. I mean, it's four minutes and 12 seconds of time that we're pointing out maybe two good lines out of four minutes and 12 seconds. Right. That's, that's, that's bad. Y'all. He saw, he saw dead Mike and Angela Bassett getting close and he goes, Oh yeah. Detective justice. Who fucked that whole Nikki? <laughs> 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 Everybody knows she's a <laughs> like that I said, they, so ridiculous. Like I said, they wrote her up to be a hoe. They didn't write her up to be sexually free. They wrote her up. So then yeah. he could do this part in the preacher scene. Yeah. It's- oh no, he said. <laughs> he said you beast fucker. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I just caught that recently. I never noticed that until I just saw it. Uh, I do that, remember that because I asked my wife if I could beast fucker. <laughs> like, what is this? I don't fucker. know, but I want to try it. <laughs> I never heard that line before. I've never heard that description of sex before in that way. That was fucking funny in many in many ways. So then, uh, so then Eddie Murphy like runs up on then uh, then Max runs up on uh, Rita a second time, and he's trying. He's you know I'm Mr. Popular, but you know I'm actually smooth this time. He's trying to smooth talk her, and he gets her to like take her out to dinner, right? To go mm-hmm. out for dinner. He shows up at her house in this limo. Mm-hmm. Why is she dressed like a vampire? On accident? Is that just how she dressed on the regular? Why doesn't anybody realize that fucking Kadeem Hardison is the, the driver and he's <laughs> losing point, even more body parts? Why is she getting to this fucking limo? Oh, yeah, this, was funny. this scene was funny and I watched it twice because <laughs> he popped up and uh, uh, Justice is standing there. He's like, oh, I was going to order some pizza or whatever. 
And uh, Khadija Harris is like, lie, motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't no piece of shop around here. <laughs> you lied ass in the car. <laughs> and then as he's driving on, I don't know if you hear him or if you all notice, he's like, get your yellow ass, get your yellow lied ass in the car. I was like, why are you yelling at my bag, messing with him? How does he, he's a detective? He don't notice nothing weird about this nigga. <sighs> they're like, not detectives. They're not, they're not <laughs> like good yeah. At I it. know this is I know this is the '90s. I know the crack they're detectives. Is the way that somebody who does porn is a detective in their films. They <laughs> this is and not tell you good work. They do no work. <laughs> they do no detective work. But I think that's what it is. He probably looking like, oh damn, this dude a crackhead or whatever. I've seen crackheads. <laughs> I mean, if you put a pic at, at that point, how could Deem Hardison look? And you put a picture of Pookie up, yeah, he kind of like a crackhead. I, yeah. I, I did, I did, I, I said that yesterday as well. I said that, or whenever I wrote this uh, live tweet, that he was giving off Pookie vibes. Yeah, man. Yeah, he and did. he was just fucked up. I don't know what the fuck he was. At, he was that 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 ghoul. 100%, but mm-hmm. right here he was just like crackheadish. Also, this is another thing that I noticed in watching these movies. That So we watch, how many New York movies did we watch? Coming to America, um, New, Jack City. New Jack City, Above the Rim. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been in New York many times. Jeff lives in New York. This is what I need to understand. I they over exaggerate the damn graffiti on these buildings in these movies. In the nineties, so though, I went to New York in the nineties. They had graffiti on the buildings. You look at these movie move these movie sets. It's like there's no building left. It's just all graffiti. The, the yeah. steps, the door, the windows, the whole building from bottom to top, the whole brownstone, the inside, all the hallways, everything. It's like a canvas. And I'm just like, I wish this I seems knew. real exaggerated. I wish I knew. I moved here in 2011, so I wish I don't know. Oh, so you weren't in that New York. Yeah. You weren't in that New York. I went to New York in the 90s. I don't remember seeing that. But you know what? I also didn't go to certain parts of New York in the 90s. So maybe. I'm saying I've never been in New York. Part. And I'm certain that there are parts of New York that are just like crack central and uh, graffitied out. That you would have never known about from '95 to 2000, and 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 or from '95 to 2011, they cleaned up a lot of shit. I'm starting to that, and I've never even been there. But yeah, they did clean up a lot of shit. It, it's just oh. it's this whole yeah, movie just looks like they tried to slap something together. I think that's, that's it. Exactly what it was. They slapped together. It was let everybody go out there and have fun. Which is fine if you're putting together a movie like Big Ass Spiders or uh, Marcy X. Not even Marcy X. You got real life actors and actresses in this movie. Uh, You've got names. And this is the best you can do? So Uh, is this the worst movie ever with a good cast? No. No. No, it's not the worst movie. but But I think the problem with this movie, again, is people have everybody seems like they're doing their own thing. And that's fine if that movie was built. Like if you had a movie like a uh, a straight up straight comedy, but that's not what this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be a horror movie, a horror comedy, I guess. Or, you know, and 
it's like again, Eddie's doing one thing, one half of the movie. Then he's doing another thing, the second half. Angela Bassett is the only person who's one hundred percent committed in her role, other than the comedian people. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what the fuck Eddie Murphy's doing. Like he's going to crack jokes, and uh, yo, I get it to a certain degree, but it just didn't. It didn't work. It didn't work. Some is something was off about this movie where. Yeah, you hear him doing his one-liners and you might chuckle, but it's kind of like, yeah, that's not supposed to be there, but okay, let's keep going with the movie. Like, you just go on with it because it's pretty. It's a pretty short movie. It's not like a super long movie. So you just go along with the ride, but... It really yeah. did feel like they... <clears throat> okay, you're right, Jeff. It feels like this was a horror movie and then right, like, at some point, somebody was like, time out! Comedy <laughs> team, come on in, tell some jokes! Yeah. Time out. Okay, now it's time for the romance. Time out. Back to the horror, and let's mix this all together. And it it doesn't. It's not coherent yeah. at all. It's it's, it's not. like it, having John Witherspoon in uh, this role, where where John Witherspoon. This is right after Friday. John uh-huh. Witherspoon is gone. John Witherspoon. He played yeah. pops in this and movie. He John Witherspoon because nobody <laughs> talks and chews better than John Witherspoon. But again, with that, we know why we are bringing John Witherspoon in, and that's exactly. good, fine. Kadeem Hardison, we know why you like Kadeem Hardison is pretty. Kadeem Hardison could be, could be the MVP of this movie. He absolutely could. He be did sell MVP out for this film, this role. He sold he, out for this. Role. He went all the way in with the nonsense because you know you were used to seeing Kadeem Hardison do certain things, but comedy you kind of like, yeah, maybe sort of, but no, he was like invested in like he was into it. So then seeing it was like uh, you know what it felt like, it felt like Eddie Murphy just bigfooted everybody. Then don't get me wrong, it's Eddie Murphy. You are the name. You know people are coming to see you, but if you have the people that's going to do the comedy, just play your role like mm-hmm. the preacher, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to dress up. I got to get my shit on. It was just like, it just felt like he had to get his shit out. What was that movie that we watched where he did that? He actually did that. What was the movie, Rashani? We just what, talked he about he played that. a straight man? Where he played straight man. Uh, we just talked about that. A boomerang? He was cracking jokes in Boomerang. He, he played was a straight, straight man in Boomerang, yeah. uh, but more so, I would say, in The Distinguished Gentleman, he played pretty much... I he played he straight did. man in there, too. So I went okay. to this list while we were talking because I always get on tangents. For b- worst movies with great cast, they say the worst movie of all time with a great cast is Batman and Robin. Mm. I, I mean, I would. I, I'm not gonna fight nobody. I, ain't, but, you know. I, I mean, this, it's a but it's a different salad because this is '95, which means for these black actors this movie might be the only role they get for a while, even if they were established. Right. For Black actors in the 90s, it's always like, where am I going to find my next movie? How do I step into a movie that's not all Black folks? How do I reach the white folks? And they took this on. And so this is a loss of literally a year and a half, maybe. No, let's be honest. This is a loss of maybe like five months of their time if they could have been doing something else in. Because these, like they say, you know, they saw this movie, People, other people saw it, and a lot of these people maybe not didn't get the work that he deserved. Like, who knows? Alan Payne, if this movie is a success, we may have saw him doing more movies than we saw him doing TV. Mm-hmm. Can he really do a lot of movies after this? Yeah. So I don't know. And, and, and another thing, you know, he could have just fell out of love with, the, you know, and then came back and say, no, nah, TV is my thing. And that's what happened with a lot of them. You know, they see that 
nah, I like TV better than film or film better than TV. But um, I just think this movie wasn't handled well on all parts. And now who you want to point fingers or who get a lot of percentage of the blame, that's up to debate. But you can just tell certain things like Wes Craven, you the director. If you're Wes Craven <laughs> in 95, like you are Wes Craven. And I understand you have Eddie Murphy, but it's his last Paramount film. I think you can have a little more control and phone him in. But you like tell he said, he stopped shooting. Like he said, he ignored him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted to play the role a certain way and he ignored him. So, And I just want to point yeah. out, since we are going off on slight, small tangents, that after he did Vampire in Brooklyn, the next movie after that was The Nighty Professor, and then he fell the fuck off a cliff. The movie after that was Murphy. Metro, and then he uh, did Metro. Mulan, which he couldn't ruin because it's a Disney movie. He did Dr. Doolittle. He did Holy Man. He did Life Holy and Bowfinger. <laughs> no, he, he did, did Life. He did Life and Bowfinger and The Nutty Professor 2, back to back to back. Then there was Shrek, a whole lot of Shrek. And oh, then that, there hey, was I don't Showtime. blame him for doing that. Then there was Showtime, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, I Spy, Daddy Daycare, The Haunted Mansion, Father of the Pride, Far, Far Away, Idol, Idol and then Dream Girls. And then he went back to Nor- Norbit. What happened was he kept trying to do these roles where he was able to play multiple people. And people were like, get the fuck out of my face with that. You're not good at it. I don't know. I don't think it was that he wasn't good. I think people just, they, it, Eddie wasn't, the you know, their cup of tea anymore. Yeah. It's his, his fan base grew up and grew out of that. And it was other young actors and other people coming up that they wanted to see do that or do something different. Now, don't get it twisted. In that run, he still had some, because them children movies were hit. Killer, yes. Yeah, he was making his money. And I think Dreamgirls was, I, I love his performance in Dreamgirls. Well, yeah. I love his performance. But also, uh, he didn't write that and he wasn't the lead. Yeah. It, well. So you got to, but what I'm saying is, you got to see the movies where he's, and I'm going to keep saying it because it's apt. The movies where he's Kobe and the movies where he's more of a Paul George stand back in the background and then perform where it's time for him to perform. Dream Girls, he was Paul George. Vampire in Brooklyn, he was clearly Kobe, and he was Kobe after Shaq was gone. All he was going to do was shoot 55 times to get to 60 points. And he didn't care <laughs> about nobody else in this movie but him. I truly do believe this was Eddie Murphy's most selfish role. You could you could see it. Like, he's not giving anybody else a chance to shine. He's trying to outdo everybody with those stupid-ass accents. I can't get past it. <laughs> I'm not... <sighs> He had at least five different credible accents in this movie. And the only way, what I told my wife as a joke was, it must be because, you know, he's eaten a lot of different people in a lot of different nations. Oh, God. Well, you know, Holly Berry did the same thing. Maybe they just couldn't pull it off. All right, let me ask you this question. So, this is really going off, but what did y'all think about his, who do you think he, if you had to compare him in Dolomite, my name is is Dolomite. Such a good movie. Cause I thought he was great in that, and and my without, name is Dolomite was spectacular, and everyone, yeah, and it felt like I was like, "Yo, I missed this Eddie Murphy." Exactly. Like, this is the Eddie Murphy that, yeah. So Jeff, are you excited about coming to America too? I actually am. I actually Thank really you. am. At first, I was like, "Why the hell are they doing this again?" But it from what I've been reading and seeing, it seems like 
Eddie's going to be in it, but it's going to be more for the younger actor. Yeah. Well, Kenya me. Barris wrote it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Eddie Murphy putting on white face to play Guido. <laughs> he does it very well. <laughs> That's all I got. Fake, he, the, that was the best accent he did was a Italian stereotype voice. But he always does a good Italian stereotype. Even back to Raw in um, yeah. Delirious when he would do those. That's just his thing. All right, we can skip around to get to the end of this because you're right. We don't need to spend this much time in this shitty movie. I oh, thank you for saying that. I appreciate did, it. Did y'all catch when the uh, when the white woman was like, "I know the Negro people." Yeah, yeah. she deserved to get bit. She yeah. she she got what she deserved. Yeah, <laughs> I understand your plight. <laughs> I know the plight of the Negro people. And this, she team. was trying to be an ally. Oh yeah, was she though? What, what did what did what did Denzel say in Malcolm X? What the white lady came up to say? What can I, I do to help, help you? Nothing. 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 <laughs> Sit so your five dollar ass down before I make change. <laughs> so did you at least like the fight scene? The, I like the, the credits. Scene. I like the credits. What fight scene? You know Eddie Murphy beating the shit out of Dead Mike. And then Angela Bassett oh. stabbing her with stabbing him with the thing that Dr. Uh, Sebi brought him. Uh, no, I didn't no. like none of all that. Was Remember, just, he said, This is my stomach. This is my heart. This is my stomach. This is my heart. And he beat up Dr. Sebi. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was unnecessary. Uh, it was what it was. It was 95. I'm not going to beat him up for that. And because none of them are like trained fighters or nothing like that. So I'm not going to. Before we get like to our superlatives. It Jeff. looked like it, okay. it looked like um when I'm gonna get you sucker what he was like, I don't know kung fu, and he was like, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that they were trying to set up a sequel at the end of this film? Absolutely. Dead Mike got that ring and he turned into a vampire. Like a he, Julius, got the Julius ring. got the ring. I and mean, his, yeah, his, Julius, my bad. John Witherspoon was so cool about it, like I right, boss. Yeah, I mean, it's his nephew, so he was kind of like, all right, I, yeah, you changed, so I ain't gonna step, step my boundaries. You good. Right. Yeah, they were. Yeah, nigga now I want to know how much money this movie made. Let me see this before Not we get enough. to us. I think it made his money back. I don't think it made a lot of money, though. Let's see here. Vampire and Brooklyn, 1995. It had a budget. Uh, it, op- it grossed $19 million. That's, that sounds about right. That's what they get. How much Nineteen million dollars in uh, nineteen ninety five is not that bad. When you think about the actors they had in this movie, for you to say nineteen million dollars is not that bad, you full of shit. Well, that's how much they made or how much they spent. That's how much they made. Let me see the budget. Um, <laughs> they spent fourteen million dollars. So they made their money back. Yeah, they I made their they, money back. I remember. I remember the word of mouth was not good about this movie. Yeah. I remember that vividly. All right, so we do this with every movie, even the shitty ones. Um, who was your MVP, Jeff? Uh, it's either Kadeem or Angela Bassett. I'm a lean. I'm a lean. I'm just going to say Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. She kept the movie. She kept the movie afloat as much as she could. Um, Rashani. This is another uh, case of 
black men uh, putting the whole mo- or the whole thing on on black women's shoulders, and then just being like, "Hold that! I'm gonna walk over here and do like 50 accents." <laughs> Angela Bassett did that shit, <laughs> and Eddie Murphy See? was like, "I'm going to the corner store for some smokes," and never came back. <laughs> I am the opposite of all of y'all because I thought Angela Bassett was terrible in this film because I thought she tried way too hard. What the fuck are you supposed to do? If nobody else is pulling the rope and and you're playing tug of war, somebody better pull this fucker. In a film like this, you are supposed to let loose and just have a blast. She took this shit way too serious. She was was having the blast. Did you see how she woke up from that nightmare? I'm not sure she did. <laughs> she was like, she, I thought she was like overacting. I thought she was doing everything she was supposed to do. My mm-hmm. wife said, Oh, now you see where she got um what was that film? Um not what's love got to do with it. Um, um what was that film she did right after this? Um yeah, what's love got to do with it? Like in the scene where she was acting all upset in that shit. Um she did. She did that fucking shit in here. Um, all right, mine was Kadeem Hardison because he just went all in on that shit. Just completely, he just completely said, "You know what? Um, I'm gonna have a fucking blast playing this stupid ass role." <laughs> and he had a fucking blast. He had a fucking blast. Um, Jeff, uh, we next thing we do is we talk about who could have played the characters better back then and today if they made, remade the movie. So if you were going to recast Maximilian in 1995, who would it be? And if for some god-awful reason they made that movie today, who would who would play Maximilian? Oh, 1995? And, it, it was, and if it stayed a horror movie, like it was supposed to? Mm-hmm. Wesley. Wesley Snipes, because he did Blade, and he did exactly what that role intended and was needed for. I think he could have did it in 95. Uh, if I had to say somebody now, just because I'm enjoying his work right now, I'm gonna go with Jonathan Majors. Okay. Oh yeah, he could do it. That's a good one. That's probably who I was gonna say too. Rashani, what about you? Uh, back in the day, I think Denzel Washington would have. <laughs> done an amazing job. I would love to see that film. That's I would too. I think I think if we're talking chewing the scenery, he would have done that with Zill. I, I think if they were talking about doing a series, so I think he would have done that with Zill. Oh, I think that that, that he just been a giant over the movie, and I, I don't, yeah, I I guess. But I mean, the rest of the look, you take Denzel Washington and put him on there with Angela Bassett. And that's a whole different version of a movie that has Eddie Murphy with Angela Bass. They already wanted upper level stars. Yeah, so I guess. Not like it's going to take away the legitimacy of the movie. Denzel yeah, just would have done it better. You know, I'm going to bite your neck right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the limo around, my man. <laughs> I would have liked to see Chris Tucker play that role. Oh, God, no. Uh, oh, no. Wait. You know what? I'm not interested <laughs> in a good film. Y'all are talking about good. I'm not interested in watching this as a good film. I'm interested in watching the train you wreck. Can't, you can't have Chris Tucker and Kadeem Hardison. No, yeah. no. It just, it's it's chaos. It's a train wreck. <laughs> it's just chaos. No, man, I'm getting my jokes off. It's, just, <laughs> it's been too much. It was too much. Because I can see Kadeem being like, you got it. And we wouldn't have got the performance Kadeem you know, did. 
Uh, all right. So for Kadeem, who would you recast that in the nineties or today? Nineties, nineties, nineties. Ooh, 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 ooh! I got it. I got it. JB Smooth. Uh, did he do shit back then? I don't remember JB Smooth in much. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember. Was he? When did uh Pootie Tang and all that shit come out? I mean, JB Smooth is old. At least he got old face. <laughs> you know what? He you was in Def Comedy Jam. I got the perfect person back in the nineties. I would have got Tommy Davidson. Also. Oh yeah, that is a good. He, one. he does have that stretchy ass face that would have been perfect for this shit. Now, I'm not sure if I'm not sure. He, this is when Lemon Color was booming, right? Mm-hmm. I know he went through his stuff. And, you know, he kind of dipped Pretty out. Tank came out 2001, so this is way after this. Yeah, I would go with Tommy Davis. Tommy Davis is good. And what about today? Mm. It's gonna say how crazy, but I would just like to see it. And I'm I'm not a big fan of his, but I would like to see Anthony Mackie do it. I, I was going to say the same thing. That's so <laughs> crazy. I would love to see Papa Doc play that nigga. <laughs> For some reason, I thought he could pull it off. I was literally going to say Anthony Mackie. Yo, that's fucking crazy. Uh, Rashani, what about you? I, I just want to point smooth? out that uh, y'all call him Anthony Mackie, but his real name is Clarence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with y'all. Those will work perfectly. Like, like I, I could close my eyes and see both of those roles. Tommy Davidson especially, uh, because yeah. he was like the plastic man uh, of making faces and all that kind of shit. So I think he would have done an amazing job there. And then Anthony Mackie just, I think he would have just had a the ball of all balls uh, mm-hmm. playing that role. Um, Angela Bassett, Jeff, who could yeah. play that character? Back then, I would say... I think Halle Berry could have did it back then, even though she was you know kind of young. I think she could have pulled it off. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with Holly Berry. Rashani? And what about today? Who could play her today? I'm going to let y'all have that one. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Rashani, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and go to the other side of the coin and say Robin Givens or Lynn Whitfield. One of those two back in the day. Lynn Whitfield, definitely. I, Robin Givens, I'm not sure. I mean, either, but I just I think she's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I ain't gonna sorry. <laughs> Seeing her in Boomerang just brought back feelings that I thought were long gone. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, she's so wonderful. Um, today, Issa. Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Issa, Issa would have fun in this role. She would have a blast. Mm-hmm. I would watch that. Um, so I have, uh, two answers for the nineties. I've got the problematic answer and then I've got the non-problematic answer. So the problematic answer is Stacey Dash. That is a problematic, but okay. I'll take it. I would enjoy seeing that. Uh, the non-problematic answer is because I don't want anybody to take this shit serious. So I would want Terry Vaughn. You know the girl from um, Steve Harvey show that no. played. Um, oh yeah, I know you talking about. That played like the assistant. You know the the secretary. Cedric's, uh, wife. Oh, Cedric's Sadie. girlfriend. Hey, yeah. Sadie. yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Never knew what her real name was. I need somebody to ham it up, and she can ham it up. Yeah. Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash is problematic just for the simple fact that I got tired of seeing her face in more money. Just that pouty looking face she was making the whole time. It's like, what is wrong with her? Anyway, that's just my thing. By the way, what the fuck? Like she was in more money and now she's the way she is today. That's a fascinating change. It is that not is fast. a- that's who she always was. It was just that we didn't have this social media thing, so we didn't know. We would, you know, that's why I tell people, I was like, all oh, these people are like this before. They just ain't change overnight. And today Regina King would do that and have her fun. Because she can oh, she yeah. can ham it up. She's a good actress who can ham it up. I need somebody that can ham it up. Um I th- oh. I guess John Witherspoon had a big enough role to recast. So who would you cast John Witherspoon in the 90s and today, Jeff? Uh, 90s? I'm going to say nobody. He's got to be John Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of nobody else that could just deliver <laughs> those deliveries. Now? You know what? I think Cedric could have did it. Entertainer, entertainer? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He I think Cedric could have did it. Yeah. Um, I think back then Bernie Mac could have done it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that works. And in this day and age, I'm going to say Seti as well. And then it would have yes. been him and, and What's Her Face together again. Um, but yeah. At the last role, who would you recast as Dead Mike and yes, in 95 or today? Jeff. Gosh, dead Mike, the worst character of the literally oh. anybody. <laughs> Rashadi's gonna say Drake, by the way. Well, the nigga could be played by Drake in this day and he age. Really could be. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand why it's so hard for you to see Drake playing these punk ass roles. Uh, I would say back then. I can see Christopher Williams. <laughs> if he wanted to continue working, I can see him coming back. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, I can see him doing it. Honestly, yeah. I'm going to take it one other place. You said Christopher Williams, which made me think Mario Van Peebles. No, because you know what my problem with? Oh, God, y'all can give me on this Mario Or Van Blair Peebles. Underwood. So have y'all heard my, my rant about Mario Van Peebles being No, Shaheed but I love to hear it because fuck that nigga. Please. <laughs> This motherfucker, Mario Van Peebles, any role he gets into, he is fucking invested. And it's like, me and Shahid have this theory that he thinks he's bigger than what he really is. Oh, yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're supposed to, you know, you say you're supposed to hype yourself up, you're supposed to feel good about you. You're supposed to feel a certain way about yourself. But I just think, the way he sees himself is not the way that Hollywood sees itself. And if, if it was ever in question, just go watch Posse. Just go watch Posse. That right there. Yep. I got uh, the perfect person to play this. My man, Bill Bellamy. I can see that. Bill Bellamy. What the fuck's that. he doing now anyway? I don't know. Bill Bellamy kind of like, isn't he? Not he kind of sleazy. Like this character won't play like sleazy. Like Bill Bellamy got that player look. Like he always up to some shit behind the thing. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Hey Rita, you know I ain't even up on Nikki right now. Why don't you come over to my house and I'll show you what it's really about? <laughs> Why the fuck are you licking your lips? Why are you licking your lips? 
I'm the best wide receiver in the world. I'm oh, the best man. wide receiver in the world. I'm the why the fuck did they put that in any given Sunday? Yeah, cool. I think he would have brought more. He would have brought more charisma to the character. That reminds us, we got to do how to be a player, Rashani. I think it's already on the list somewhere. No, no, no. Are y'all doing this? You know what? I had. Oh, do you want to see the list, bro? Sure. Okay, I got to show you. I'm gonna show you the list while while uh, while Brandon closes this out, and we talk about uh, how how Drake would be perfect as Dead Mike's role. By the way, Drake Rashani picks Drake every week. Whoever the sucker is of the movie. He thinks Drake should play that person. I mean, if he's never wrong. And, never, I mean, Drake is a sucker. I get that. But if you need somebody to do the light scan or sucker role, I guess. <laughs> my, my son Drake just, don't even act no more, though. My son <laughs> just came act. to me. My son just came to me and told me a couple days ago that Drake's uh, next album is entitled. Uh, what, what did he say it was entitled? Certified Lover Boy. It's the name of Drake's next album, ladies and gentlemen. Certified <laughs> Lover Boy. Oh my God, y'all gonna have some fun, fun, fun. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Actually, the way it's looking right now, uh, we already got next month set up. We put out a poll on on uh, Twitter, and people have been voting on it. So, uh, if y'all are listening to this, uh, go ahead and go to the poll and 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 leave a vote. Uh, actually, today's the last day, but I'm gonna put it up again because I don't like the results. Um, and we'll just see how it goes. But yeah, I am. Definitely and then if the last to... week of the month, we'll talk about what next month's uh, movie month is gonna be. I'm definitely gonna be tuning in for um, State Property too because me and Shahid decided not to do that one. So Ooh. I want to hear what y'all gotta say. I definitely I've never seen it. Listen, I didn't know there was a belly two until I listened to you and Shahid talk about belly and say there was a belly two. And I said, What? <laughs> what? There's a belly two? Like I had no idea. Last I mean, last week I had no idea there was uh Tales from the Hood two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so for all of y'all uh, listening, we appreciate you so much. Jeff, tell them something about your show. Uh, tell them where they can find you at the floor is yours, man. Uh, yeah, y'all can follow me uh, on Twitter, uh, Jeff versus the world. Also on Facebook and on Instagram, it's the real Jeff versus the world. Uh, Jeff versus the world. Let's see. Got a lot of shows running on there, but my top show that everybody comes to listen to is uh, Hood Classics. Me and my man Shahid would do a movie each Tuesday. I try to have it out by Wednesday or sometimes Tuesday evening. We just go through movies that we want to. We call them hood classics just because we black and we like movies. You know, it may not be a Pacific classic, no, a hood classic. But like this week, we're doing Tombstone. It's a Western, but it's one of my favorite. Oh, 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 do y'all got a guest? I love that movie. That fucking movie. Yeah, Doc Holliday. Oh, God. Yeah. We, we. <laughs> we and that's the show play. where Shahid drops excellent knowledge like that uh Bruce Wayne was the first Karen, which is fantastic. Don't. Uh, I love all something? the Batman slander. Are you no. gonna say something or are you just gonna stand there and bleed? <laughs> never never listen to anything Shahid says. Um the, the Batman slander, you need to come for that because it's excellent. It's just, Absolutely it's just not. fantastic. I, I don't approve it, but I let him have his way. 
Uh, yeah, but we it's pretty much similar to this show. We just go through movies, just talk about them. We run through the whole movie, talk about uh, the cast, uh, the MVPs, the just all that good stuff you could think about when it comes to talking movies. We also do sports, uh, a bully and a hipster sports talk. Uh, I also do wrestling, the I'm Not Dave wrestling podcast, but it's all under the Jeff versus the world banner. Uh, yeah, so anything you want to hear. Country. And love Capcom. I'm about to say, me and my um, homegirl Tiffany, we do uh, Love Calf Country, which we really enjoy. In episode number eight, it's episode eight. it's episode eight, right? Yeah, episode eight will be out probably Friday, Thursday or Friday, and we'll get to that and we'll talk about the goodness that is Lovecraft Country. That's it. I don't have no shout outs. Okay. I, I I just really want to go take a long hot shower after having to discuss this movie. Doesn't um, it feel good? No, fuck you, bro. Um, <laughs> next week, I don't know how the fuck we get into this. You show. made me watch Menace to Society, bitch. It was at least menace. this was funny. It was Menace. It was this was funny. Menace is here. Vampire in Where? Brooklyn has niggas changing. Eddie Murphy. Oh God. If you told me that this movie was like this before I bought it, I wouldn't have bought it. I would have watched whatever bootleg version was on YouTube and just came to you with nothing but clips. Like, remember that part where he said, shut the fuck up! God damn it! <laughs> what, what accent was that supposed to be? Was that Latin? Like It was the Jim Cornette accent. No, it wasn't. That was literally the cat from Puss in Boots. That was the cat from fucking Shrek. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. God damn it. I could just see Charlie Murphy just coming to, hey, bro, let me talk to you for a minute. <laughs> accent kind of changing. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably looked at him and said, Shut the fuck up. God damn it. Oh, shit. Oh, <sighs> next week, we're doing Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> You think that's going to be better than this? No. No, I don't. No, but at least I'm it's telling not. You, at least I'm telling you that I know it's not going to be better than this. So you don't took off Blackula to watch Leprechaun in the Hood. We could have no. been watching a classic. I took off no, I don't think I, I don't think you would have fun with Blackula. I think, no, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think you would have fun with it. We're going to have fun with Leprechaun in the Hood, bro. Yeah. Real talk, you're gonna have a lot of fun making fun of this movie. And so far, I just want to point out we put out Tales from the Hood to, uh, this week, and um, we spent the whole time making fun of that movie. It's just something about horror movies like, if they're not scary, they're bad, and there's no in between. By the way, Leprechaun in the Hood has a higher right tomato score than Vampire in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn has a 10. <laughs> I literally went through the list and found out what other movies had a 10 on uh, Rotten Tomato. And trust me, there's a lot of movies that are better than Vampire in Brooklyn. Vampire Hood has 30%. That's not horrible. <laughs> what has 30%? Leprechauns in the Hood. Yeah, I think because it's it, that, that right there, I think a lot of, we just like that movie because it's funny. <laughs> and I asked anybody, you seen the leprechaun? Yeah, I seen it. You know, you can quote some lines from it or whatever. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's all the leprechaun to me is the equivalent. It's like a black, darker version of child's play. Like they recognize that it's it's supposed to be funny and they leaned into yeah. it. Yeah. That's so it. Everybody it's, got it. 
it's a comedy. Everybody got it. Like real talk, you're going to enjoy, you might not enjoy watching it, but you're going to enjoy making fun of it. This is one of those movies that they put on that. uh, What was that with the robot where they sat in the theater and made fun of movies? This is one of those type of movies. Oh, uh, MM3K, whatever it was. The, the, I don't know that, that show. I never watched it. Because it just didn't appeal to me, and now that the and movie. then what's after that? Something under the stairs. After that, the people under the stairs. People under the stairs. Yeah. Oh, so y'all just doing all Halloween movies? Yeah, for October. For, for October, and then we're gonna finish oh. off with the with the E forty classic, Dead Heist, starring <laughs> E forty and 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 Bone Crusher. I'm looking at y'all list real quick because I think y'all will have a movie. I don't see Miami Connection on here. I've heard of it. My homeboy Jay was telling me, and if I put Miami Connection on here, he's gonna be in for that because he told me to cut. That he told me that? to watch that movie. You never it's, seen it? No. What is that? Oh, hold on. Nineteen eighty-seven. Look at the trailer. If you got this going YouTube, just look at the trailer on it. It is the room bad, bro. <laughs> this shit got seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is hilarious. It's so bad. Yeah, we might need to find a place to add that. Uh, I'll find a place. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for uh, listening to the show. If you have any uh, thoughts, be, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at Hindsight Reviews. That's R E V U E S. Uh, on Facebook, we're Hindsight Movie Reviews. Um, you can also email us at Hindsight Movie Reviews at gmail.com. Uh, if you have a movie that you'd like to talk about, let us know if, if you if you podcast. Uh, because what we're doing is we will have a uh, listener appreciation uh, segment where like for a month, we'll talk about movies that our listeners uh, enjoyed. The only catch is you're going to have to bring your happy ass on here and talk about it. So Shantae, for example, from single simulcast uh, popped up with literally all the John Hughes movies. Oh, wow. From Ferris Bueller's day off all the way to Dutch, like, all the John Hughes movies. So that's two months of lesser appreciation right there. So just let us know. This this is not going to stop, y'all. We literally have at this junction, eight juncture, eight pages of movies. Yeah, this is, you, this is, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> just <laughs> knowing, just, yeah, just knowing, no, just knowing about movies, like me and Shahid, I always, we would think the same thing, like, Oh God! What if we run out of movies? We're like, we'll never run out of movies. Never run, we'll out, never of run out of movies. There's always something. <laughs> we ain't even got the Batman yet. Like, <laughs> like right. there's there's stuff. Um, but again, thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate you. We greatly appreciate your time. Uh, y'all be wonderful. Have a gr- a great day. Peace. 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 Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Go!